presented by TikTok. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghuman Navalin. Inside TikTok's political machine, more polling looks bad for Ron DeSantis, plus Kamala Harris wraps up her trip in Africa. Here's what we're watching on Thursday, March 30th. Breaking overnight, the Wall Street Journal notes that Russian security service detains Wall Street Journal reporter. As Daniel Michaels writes, the Federal Security Service said Thursday it had detained Evan Gershkovich, a U.S. citizen in the eastern city of Yekaterinburg. Mr. Gershkovich reports on Russia as part of the journal's Moscow bureau. He is accredited to work as a journalist in Russia by the country's foreign minister, the FSB said. The journal said in a statement that the Wall Street Journal is deeply concerned for the safety of Mr. Gershkovich. Victoria Ballara from Fox News notes that Trump's lead is growing in the GOP primary and it's now over 50%. As she writes, the survey, released Wednesday, finds that Trump has doubled his lead since February and is up by 30 points over Ron DeSantis, 54% to 24%. Last month, he was up by 15%. Worth noting, no one else has hit double digits. And our Politico colleagues have a big story up this morning into the transatlantic political influence machine that TikTok has put together as it battles efforts to regulate or ban the platform because of ties to China. You can catch the full thing in today's playbook, but a key quote, in Washington alone, about three dozen people lobbied the federal government for ByteDance and TikTok in the last quarter of 2022, including former senators and House members, according to disclosure reports. In recent months, the company also finally succeeded in hiring SKDK, the public affairs firm that boasts an imposing Democratic alumni network, including senior figures in the Biden administration. The firm turned down an initial overture from TikTok during the 2020 campaign, according to two people familiar with the firm who explained that the decision was due to concerns around the company's ties to China. Today, Vice President Kamala Harris is in Tanzania, where she'll meet with President Samia Suluhu Hassan, the country's first female head of state. But the bulk of Harris's Africa trip is now over. And from the administration's point of view, it was a success, but perhaps not for the reasons you think. Over the last four days, Playbook co-author Eugene Daniels has been with Harris as she's visited Ghana. On a big international scale, the goal of the trip was to improve U.S. relations with nations across the continent. Toward that end, Harris steered clear of the stereotypical stops Western politicians take when visiting the continent. Instead of small villages and AIDS clinics, Harris's team intentionally chose to visit an artist collective, a woman-owned co-working space with a gallery and restaurant. It was obviously a message for the people of Africa. I want to see your culture and share it. But the choices of venue were also aimed at Americans. The continent is open for business and differs from your preconceptions. There is another overarching domestic imperative to the journey, helping Harris regain her footing away from the political sniping that has often enveloped her stateside. Administration officials often observe that foreign trips have given Harris room to shine something they often complain has been hard to find back in D.C. Eugene notes that throughout this trip, reporters traveling with Harris have remarked at how unguarded she has seemed, and staffers have wondered aloud about how to replicate this dynamic back at home. In the U.S., 
Harris often takes something of a guarded pose, tightly scripted and subject to mogging in those moments where what she says sounds too pull-tested or robotic. But in Ghana, Harris let her hair down. That was true in serious moments, as when she went off script during her tour of the Cape Coast Castle, visibly shaken as she walked through the building where generations of Africans were raped, beaten, and sold as chattel. But it was also true of the lighter settings, as when she danced and laughed while talking to artists about the importance of music. One Harris staffer in Ghana said that it felt like the joyous, commanding Harris of the early stages of her presidential campaign. And in Harris's orbit, the key, the hope, is that they can bottle the feeling and bring it back, said Alencia Johnson, a former senior advisor to the Biden campaign. There is something about returning home and feeling lighter and understanding who you are. Here's what's up in Washington today. The House will meet at 9 a.m. with last votes expected no later than 3 p.m. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack will testify before an appropriations subcommittee at 9 a.m. The Weaponization Subcommittee will hold a hearing on social media censorship at 9 a.m. The Senate is in today. Army Secretary Christine Wormuth will testify for the Armed Services Committee at 9.30 a.m. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Monavalin. Have a good Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. TikTok is building systems that are tailor-made to address the concerns around data security, overseen by U.S.-based teams specifically tasked with managing all access to U.S. user data and securing the TikTok platform. We're committed to protecting your personal data while still providing you with the global TikTok experience you love. To learn more, visit usds.tiktok.com.